challenges do you have as the head of house and how do you overcome them? Especially now, being the head of house, I have to adapt to the upbringing of the kids that's in the house now. Um, yeah. They they have been taught a certain way, and it's not the way that I would have taught my kids. Mm-hmm. And I have to understand their personality because I'm coming into teenage kids. They're not mm-hmm. like they're young kids to where I can influence them even more. I still can influence mm-hmm. them, but it's not as... They, they've already been set in certain ways or certain habits yeah. versus the way that I would, A, keep house... B mentality, mm-hmm. uh, C thinking about uh, for the most part, think about themselves only. You know, if there's food in here, they'll eat up all the food until they full, but they don't think about it. Somebody else have to eat, mm-hmm. uh, leave stuff laying in the bathroom and, and so forth and so on. I have to understand that it was years and years of this for them mm-hmm. living this way. Mm-hmm. So I have to adapt on how I approach it. Now, mm-hmm. that's not to say they just have their way in my house. They, no, no, no. No, 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 no. (laughs) You know me. (laughs) Yeah. So I have to understand who they are and develop a relationship with them and figure out how to reach them. And Mm -hmm. I'm doing that and that it's actually working. Um, It's also just sharing a space with kids in the house again. You know, it's been a while where it's been a lot of kids in the house and understanding they got to get to school. They need this. We still got to buy clothing and all this. Because, you know, for the most part, most of my kids grown. Yeah. <laughs> most of my biological kids are grown. They starting to provide for themselves and things like that. So it's an adjustment for that. Plus, it's still adjusting to my dad living with me and understanding that for all intents and purposes, he's pretty much a kid too, you know, in certain areas uh, he can provide for himself and still, but it's certain things that he doesn't remember or he has to adapt to from a grown man living on his own to be up under a roof with his son and his family. Yeah. So that's, that's an adjustment of being a, the household and then just overcoming and being in God's will, dealing with all the attitudes and all the different personalities, mm-hmm. I had to, uh, it, it's amazing how God is showing me how to be really a minister. You have to sit mm-hmm. back and set your feelings aside and listen to what's mm-hmm. really going on Yeah, and understand it, not only from the natural realm, but for the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. So by me doing that, it's teaching me on how to be a minister, just all right. What's really the problem? Do I really have to harp on this? Let me really understand what they're saying. What do they need to make this better? So that's 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 what I'm overcoming. That's what I'm dealing with now. Okay. What falls through the cracks because of whatever is happening on a daily basis? What area are you slacking in? Uh, let's see. I would say one would be prayer time. Because it's a lot of transition that's going on in my life right now. I want my prayer to pick up. Um, I've had to make time to study. I want to study more as far as in my ministry. Yeah. Um, Even being able to see my son. You know, I know y'all, the girls, y'all pretty much living life. One in college, I can't see her. Way in Washington. And then you got uh, uh, Shakira, who, shoot living her best life you know she about to graduate high school she's she been having a hot girl for like the last two years and i'm over. i know yeah i know i know so she's about to move to, uh, to michigan so 
I gotta figure out all this out and and it falls through the cracks just really making sure that I talk to y'all. You know, I got a timer, I got a I set an alarm on my phone, so I remember to text and 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 to remember to say, Hey, what's up? What's going on in your life? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing better at it. Um the one person I don't have to text is Sadia. She gonna call me. Uh, Dad, you got twenty dollars. Uh, Dad, mm-hmm. that one. Sadia called me every week, like clockwork. And Shakira's been doing a little bit better too. She calls me, you know, to to check up and just let me know what's going on in her life. And, and Shakira's and, starting to get needy. Yes, yeah, very needy. Very I called needy. mom the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, I had to talk to her because. One of my friends ministered to my soul, and I was like, I got to share this with Mo. And Shakira picked up the phone, and she was like, oh, sissy. And I was like, oh, um, hi. I wasn't calling for you, but yeah, hey, what's up? How, how are you? <laughs> She's so mm-hmm. freaking needy now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is. But yeah, that's 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 the, some of the things that's falling through the crack that I got to fix. And I'm actually working on it. I'm getting better at it. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself overcompensating in any way for any reason? Uh yeah. Um in this relationship, I'm trying not to make the same mistakes that I made in the past. So mm-hmm. I tend to go overboard um in the affection area. Although she loves it. <laughs> I know I can see myself being totally different than I was before. Mm-hmm. Uh even with y'all, I know when I'm hot, I'm high. It's like when I get in that moment, I send y'all a bunch of texts. Every day. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, yeah. I'm tired of him texting, text texting me. It's okay to check once every two weeks, every week. <laughs> but I tend to overcompensate in there because I really want y'all to know that I'm here and I love y'all. And I'd rather overcompensate than not to compensate at all. You know? Um, and then, I don't know. I think. And I, I caught myself, you know, I normally, I used to overcompensate mm-hmm. trying to be that man that everybody can depend on, mm-hmm. male and female. Hey, I got you. I can do this. Hey, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to say no because I've always been the type of person. I didn't really want anybody mad at me. I didn't, you didn't necessarily have to like mm-hmm. me, Jeez. but I didn't want you to be mad at me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I kind of overcompensated in that in, at, at one point in my life. And God had to bring that to my attention and he did. And I can say no now. I can say, no, I can't do that. Or, nope, can't talk to you. Nope, can't be in this situation. It's 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 becoming more easier for me not to overcompensate in that area to make sure that everybody's okay because that's not my job. That's Scott's job. <laughs> Mom said the exact same thing, but the way she phrased it is she said she tried to be God to us and she didn't even realize it. She mm-hmm. said anytime we asked her for anything, she she tried to move heaven and earth to get it for us, mm-hmm. not realizing, like you said, that she couldn't do it all. But that's mm-hmm. funny that both of you would say the same thing on the same question. Wow. <laughs> yep. Yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. What do you do on the days you want to quit? Think about y'all. Period, point blank. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. I think about my children. I can't. I can't afford to. It's not fair to them. They didn't ask to be here. I don't care how grown you get. Yeah. That that that's that, that that's not what that wasn't your decision. And mm-hmm. it it drives me to do better, especially looking at the way the child have developed. Oh my God, I got amazing kids. 
I've always told y'all that y'all turned out better than I can probably ever imagine. It's uh, man, yeah. from, even with Amir's grandmother, well, actually, she's his great grandmother taking care of him and the way that he's developing with your yeah. mom and your grandmother and everybody on that side of the family has done with y'all. I cannot imagine where y'all would be if it was just me by myself. Mm. So when I look at that and I want to do better as a dad, I cannot quit. Mm. I refuse to quit. I know I still have more to do, more to give. So I think about child, and it's like, all right, you said you wanted these kids, so what you going to do? You don't have time to lay down and be lazy. You don't have time to give up. You don't have time to just do what you want, so what you going to do. So, so I think about child. Who has helped support you through your journey as a father? <laughs> Let's see. Valerie Evans, Charlotte <laughs> Evans, <laughs> Evans, Dia Evans, uh, <laughs> George Evans, my family. Oh my God. <laughs> I can go on and on and on with that list. My family has been my biggest support. Uh, Tanya. Yeah. You know how many times Tanya has been in my ear? Did you call your daughters? What you doing with your daughters? How your daughters mm -hmm. doing? Did you talk to them? Did you send them something? What you doing? Yeah. Your, your daughter's tiny was a big influence. Renisha. <laughs> you talk to your daughter? <laughs> you there, Lauren? Did you did you send did you send that that text like you said you was gonna send? <laughs> like look here, woman, I got a alarm. I sent it. They didn't send me back. I ain't got a text every day. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> 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 my God, it's, it's, it's so many people I can say that helped me along with my fatherhood, my dad, you know, how he always tell me the examples of what he was trying to do with me and make sure I don't make the mistake that he made. Um, okay. Your, your grandmother, <laughs> mama, oh my God, Miss Barry. <laughs> she stayed on me. <laughs> She stay on everybody. Oh, it's not God. just you. <laughs> and I love her so much, but she stayed on me. Look at son. You, you, you know you're going to be my only son. You got to raise these girls. You just allow them to do this. Mama, <laughs> I understand how you was raised back in 1868, but this Stop is the 21st century. <laughs> uh-uh. You're not going to do her like that. She's not here to defend herself. You're not going to do her like that. <laughs> but it's a new age and me and Valerie we converse a lot we talk about the girls we give them breathing when we're raising them this way for a reason and it worked it's working you know I'm not gonna say it was the blueprint for everyone but it worked for y'all yeah. you know so it's 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 just y'all my family that I can't put it no more than that my family yeah. did it for me is a spiritual father as important as a biological or at-home father? Yes. Yes and no. I say yes and no to this realm. The spiritual father is definitely needed. Someone that will be there to guide you uh, spiritually and, and 
tell you or try to direct your path, even though you got to walk your own path and find your own way. A spiritual father is there to keep those guardrails up so you don't go too far to the left or too far Mm -hmm. for the right. I think a biological father is more important to this standpoint. Mm -hmm. It is something about that biological father being in that child's life that influences Mm -hmm. them, that Mm -hmm. helps them to feel safe. Helps mm-hmm. them to understand certain things. Help them to understand or, or be stronger in who they are. Yeah. Without that dynamic or aspect of a father, it can be, not always, but it can be a situation where a child is lost. They don't know what to do because they didn't have it. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they go forth looking for their biological fathers. And in many cases, it's in looking in the wrong pool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're pulling from a pool that you don't need to pull from so that biological father is key key a good biological father now if the biological yeah. father is toxic he still needs to be there to do what he can because it's the biological it's just something about that bond yeah. that's there with the kids that that is needed it is needed but a good biological father whether he's spiritual or not you know he needs to be there to, even if it's just worldly things, hey, don't go out here and do, hey, don't dress like that because yeah. they look at you this way, you know, or this, this is what this will portray, whatever it yeah. may be. That guidance and it's coming from your father, hey, he loved me enough to do this. This is the type yeah. of man I want. It sets the example for young ladies of the type of man yeah. that they want to be with or need. And for the men, for the boys, hey, I want to be a strong man or, or a, a man like my dad to help me do this. Like I said, this is the good ones. Not all dads, biological dads are that way because you, you have many different aspects of dynamics that mm-hmm. would corrupt the dad. Drugs, lifestyle, money, mm-hmm. uh, keeping up with the Jones and flat, all that. Yeah. It, it, it can corrupt them and lead them down a different path. Just depend on what they put their focus in or on. But I think the biological is a little bit more than the spiritual dad, but the spiritual father definitely needed because, like I said, it keeps those guardrails up. It kind of gives you a um, guidance or rules that you can follow and live your life by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I attest to that because that is um, I I'm still chewing off stuff that Pastor Finney has said from when I was in Texas, like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What do you wish you were told about fatherhood beforehand? Oof. I really can't really think of anything because I was told. My dad always talked to me about it. My grandfather talked to me about it. It taught me how hard work is going to be. They told me financially what it was going to be like. Um... I wish I do have one thing. I wish I was told that presence and time mm-hmm. is more important than anything else. Jeez. And I think I was told that, but I think I wish it was shown to me because mm-hmm. my dad, I worked just like my dad when he was going out when I was little. My dad worked all the time. I was with my grandmother. I was at the house or we had a babysitter or something like that. That was my example. So as a result, I wanted to be a provider like my dad. And the time that I did be spend with him, I cherished. 
So in my head, even though he worked all the time, I did get that little bit of time that I want more. Yes. But the time that I did spend him, I cherished the time that he was gone. I thought I had to work. So I wish I was told, hey, you got to find that balance. More time with your kids versus being a provider is, is, is needed. And like I said, I went off my blueprint. I, would, I was told that you have to spend time, but I wasn't shown that. So, so good. Mm-hmm. What is one thing you wish you were told by your father? <laughs> he told me everything. My, <laughs> my dad has told me it, literally I cannot think of anything that he did not tell me that I needed. He told me he loved me. He told me that uh, I'm a I'm a good man. He tells me that he's proud of me to this day. He mm-hmm. even even when I made a mistake, I ain't gonna say a mistake, made decisions that he didn't agree with because I ain't gonna call them mistakes. Even when I made decisions that he didn't agree with, he's like, I'm proud of you, son, for making your decision as a man. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, he was right in the end. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He did. He was there to support me. Um, When I came to him with the decisions that I made, all the mistakes that I made, and probably me, he didn't do it down. He showed me, hey, all right, you made the mistake. Now, what do you do from here? You ain't got time to dwallow in it. You need to keep on moving. What you going to do? What you gonna do? So my dad told me everything I needed to know. My grandfather, same thing. He was a very quiet man. I had two grandfathers. He used to call him white grandpa and black grandpa. So it was Grandpa Hughes, his white grandpa, because he was light skinned, and then black grandpa was Grandpa Evans. Oh, <laughs> but both of them, both of them, quiet men, really didn't talk a lot. But when they did speak, it was profound. And some of the lessons that they taught me, especially from Grandpa Hughes, white grandpa, he taught me that everything does not need a comment. Just sit and listen. Just sit and listen. And my black grandpa, Grandpa Evans, he, oh my God, when I say this man was a career student, he had so many degrees before he passed. Oh my God, it was it was crazy. That man was smarter than smart. And my dad picked up on that here. We call him a walking encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> man, it it's he he taught me that knowledge, applied knowledge is power. My dad used to say it all the time, but my grandfather showed it to me. Mm. That man was so smart. Oh my God, it was just and when he spoke, like I said, he didn't speak a lot. He didn't have to flash it or make it seem like he was bigger than anything else. When he spoke, just know it was probably true because he, he got stuff to bag it up. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. What is one thing you were told by your father that you use often? Boy, think. <laughs> think it through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing else. Oh, I got tired of hearing that. Boy, use rational thinking. Think it through. Linear. Think linear from A to B to C to D and so forth on. Think linear, rationalize, think it through. That's what you need to do. If you don't do that, you jumping around, you gonna hit something where you not understand because you didn't think it all the way through. You just went with the first thing that looked good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a sermon right there. Oh Lord, Ooh, Lord. yes it is. <laughs> yep. 
What is one thing you want to tell other fathers? Be there mm-hmm. in every aspect. Just be there. Um, I don't care how small or insignificant you think it is, be there. Mm-hmm. If it's a game, do your best to be at least a couple of them games things. If it's a recital, like when y'all were younger, I didn't miss none of y'all recitals. None. I was the one that... What recitals? Remember. We weren't in anything. Yes, y'all was in y'all school. When y'all used to do y'all little Christmas stuff and all that, I was always there front row. I don't remember any of this. I don't know why you don't. I was there front row. If I'm being honest, I don't think I remember anything from like high school prior. <laughs> yeah. I was there front row. Anything that you did when it pertained to school, I was there when you was in when you were uh in uh, grade school. Because when you was in high school, you were in Texas. I didn't make yeah. any of that. But when y'all was in Monroe in high school and in grade school, I didn't miss none of y'all things. I was there front row. Any teacher parent teacher conference, I was there. Disciplinary. They have those anymore? Yeah, they still have them. I don't think they're as effective as they were back way back when. Oh, no. I don't think it is either. Now, if I go, it will be. You know me. I show up with a weight belt and I'm taming everybody. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, be there. That's, that's one thing I want to tell. Uh, uh, want to tell other fathers, just be there for your children. It's not necessarily financially. Financially helps. But time. Time. Be there. Mm-hmm. And leave the second thing is leave a legacy Mm -hmm. you being there is one thing but what are you instilling what are you leaving behind you know my one of my favorite things that i learned when a pastor prophesied it over me at lighthouse the church he was talking about he said you're you're a born leader you're going to teach Mm -hmm. his flock and i used to run from that but he also told me this he said yeah he said your life is not your own it's a testimony for someone else. Mm. And I've held on to that for the longest. So when I look at other fathers, leave a legacy because leave mm. something that they can build upon mm-hmm. because your journey is working for the next generation, just like mm. our predecessors, our ancestors. They mm. did things so we would have it easier. Mm. They left a legacy so that we can build upon and do better and build upon it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. even thinking about the children of israel you can you already knew what the legacy was because whenever they talked about god god of i of abraham isaac and jacob so they already knew mm-hmm. what the legacy was that god yeah. was there for abraham he was there for isaac and he's there for jacob which means jacob. he's gonna be there for us like mm-hmm. that's so good yes he definitely was oh lord mm. pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What do you tell your kids often? I love them. Uh, I miss them, and I'm proud. Of them. You know what? I get it now. I kept wondering why Amir and Shakira are so needy, but it makes so much sense now. Oh my God, you're so needy. Oh. <laughs> every time, can't you just say I love you every time? I miss you. I know. Oh. 
<laughs> I do. I tell y'all that all the time. I love y'all. I miss y'all. And I'm proud of you. I tell y'all that all the time. When y'all were younger, I always tell y'all to think. Why you do that? Think. Think about it. Think before you answer. You know why you did it. Just think it through. Think. But now, I love y'all. I miss y'all. I'm proud of you. I'm so, I'm tired of that second one. Oh, I know. I get it. I heard you. <laughs> what do you think needs to be talked about more as it pertains to fatherhood? Especially in this day and age. How to be a father. You know, mm-hmm. like, like I told you before, it's really no blueprint to be a father pertaining to your household. But there are some guidelines that you can follow to help you become a good father. Uh, we That needs to be talked about, not particularly as being just a father, but just being a man. Yeah. If you become a man first, a, a righteous man, the fatherhood is going to kind of fall into place a little bit. You're still going to need help because we all need help because we don't know. Never been a father. If you have or if you are a father, you still may need help. But if I can teach you how to be a man first, a righteous man first, a spiritual man first, it's going to make it easier to be a father. So good. Mm. Do you think that there is a lack of fathers and why? Uh, Let's see. Yes. Uh, Let me tell you why. You know, my profession, I work with people coming from the jail system, penal system, yeah. reacclimating. Um, I used to teach in the jail. Now I help people from uh, returning from jail to get jobs and become self-sufficient. While teaching in there, I listen to their stories. While helping them become self-sufficient, even today, I listen to their stories. Mm-hmm. And the stories is, I didn't have a father. Mm-hmm. Or the story is, my father wasn't crap. Mm-hmm. story is I don't know my dad mm-hmm. it's so many different stories of fathers not being there and it's because either A father left yeah. B the father and the mother getting long and the mother prevented mm-hmm. C father's dead mm-hmm. D father's locked up mm-hmm. you know and I can go all the way to Z, really. So it's so many different reasons. You got some fathers that lost their mind. They in mental institutions. Yeah. Couldn't be there. It's so many different reasons that fathers are not there. And there's a lack of. And some can be helped. Some can't. I can't help that your father's dead. I can't help that your father had a mental breakdown. You know? That's that's something that happens, you know. Yeah. So the lack of fathers is definitely there. It is more prevalent than that. Once again, goes back to what I've always said to many that promotes homosexuality because a father wasn't there. So they turn to another man and end up falling in love with another man. Mm-hmm. Or it can be the fact that the father wasn't there or the father did some abuse to the mother and the mother became a homosexual. Mm-hmm. And then now the son homosexual because that's the example that he had you know and that's not in all cases but it does happen you know um so the lack of fatherhood or fathers in 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 their lives yes it's definitely a lack it's it's definitely needs to improve 
And I think the father's being there in the sense of spending time, whether it's a good or bad father, just even spending time with them. Mm-hmm. I think it would help out a lot more than what it's what they're not being there. Now, mm-hmm. with that being said, you do need you do need positive fathers that's there. Mm-hmm. Good, good fathers that's there, as I said before, because that's gonna go a long way. I've always told y'all or asked y'all, is knowledge power? And it can be, but correctly applied knowledge is power. So you need correctly applied fathers is power mm-hmm. in the family dynamic family dynamic. What is your hope for your future as a father and what is your hope for your kids? To develop the best kids that I can help develop, to inspire them to do whatever they want to do and watch them accomplish accomplish it. I'm not a father, oh, I want my kids to grow up and give me a whole bunch of grandkids. I want y'all to grow up and live y'all life. Thank God, because uh, I'm not, no. <laughs> Jesus really going to have to do some work. Like, it's like I I mean, like, it's going to be like Jacob. I say I'm Jacob all the time because me and God, we like, we really do wrestle a lot. But that's mm-hmm. the one area that he's going to have to whoop my butt several times because I don't, nah, Chief, I'm good. Like, nah. Right, right. So, yeah, I'm not looking for a lot of grandkids. I'm looking at y'all to be, become the greatest you can be. Because you, y'all, all of y'all, oh my God, y'all so unique in, in who y'all are. And I thank God for y'all being who y'all are. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you think this generation of fathers have things harder or easier than you had them? Uh, I think it's becoming harder now. At first, I thought it was going to be easier. But I'm looking at this day and age. These fathers are going to have it hard because they don't know. Mm. This is the generation where it was kids raising kids. So now those kids Mm -hmm. are now becoming parents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you have parents who didn't know or parents that wasn't there. Mm -hmm. You know, you got some parents that grew up with their kids. So, (laughs) I mean, it's kind of hard for them to gauge on how to be a father. All right. Mm My father, you know, like, say, for instance, you're 20. Your father may be only 35. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you grew up with your kid. And it's kind of hard to really determine where or how to be a father from that because you grew up with your dad. He's more like a friend than a father. Yeah. Then you have the, like I said, Fathers that wasn't there, because by them being kids, sometimes they children are lost to the system, you know, foster children, and that may play a part in it. It, it, I think the fathers have it more hard because they're not taught how to be fathers. They don't have that that role model, and some people just don't turn to God. You got you got some that turn out great, and you know, find their way, but it's a lot that become products of their environment. Hey, mm-hmm. my dad wasn't there. I turned to the streets. They showed me more love. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, or, hey, my father wasn't there. Or I don't know how to be a father. So I'm going to do the best I can with what I see on TV. You know, or here or 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 or, or what I see around me at the time. Well, I see this man drinking all the time. So I'm going to do, I guess, what a dad do. 
drink and smoke, make money, no sell drugs. And it don't have to be to that extreme, but that's what they going off. They 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 have it harder than I did because my yeah. father, even though he wasn't in the house, he was there. But you no, know, back in my day, it wasn't a lot of fathers in the homes, but the fathers were still around. Yeah. You know, so so I, I was one of the fortunate ones to have that father that never disappeared on me. You want to know something that Ma said? She said, um, we're missing a lot of teaching parents, mm-hmm. as in they may not be the biological parents, but we have a lot of parents who just aren't sharing the wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, because the one that came to mind for me was Mr. Bobo. I was like, it just just like you, he has the spirit of a father on him. Mm-hmm. And I like I think today now, like every time I've ever been in a school, having since having graduated and even asking Sadina Shakir, they don't really have teachers that resonated with them in any kind of parental way mm-hmm. or even like I remember like some of like some nurses and stuff like from when I was younger going to appointments like you could just tell like the spirit of a mother or a spirit of father was on them and it's like mm-hmm. they're just not sharing the wisdom anymore and it's like are you burnt out do you just not care like what what is it like but yeah mm. mm-hmm. so good so good what is something you have to say to this generation of men and fathers? Reach one. Teach mm-hmm. one. Jesus, yeah. Reach. It don't have to be your biological child. If you see, if you want to become a mentor, that's a father. Yeah. You want to become a minister, that's yeah. Reach out to these children. They, the, as, as children, they are open and looking. Because yeah. after a certain age, they made a determination on what they're going to follow. And it's mm-hmm. hard to break it. Mentor. That's what I do with young kings. We mentor to these young men. We open up a pathway to where they can come talk and it's confidential. Mm-hmm. It's not you talk to us and then we go back and tell your parents. It's a round circle that we sit in and we talk. Mm-hmm. And it's not just talking. We have fun. We had a, not too long ago, we just had a... Uh, Xbox and PlayStation 5, I'm sorry, yeah, Xbox One and the PlayStation 5 day where they played video games and competed in a, a tournament and it was $100 on the line for the winner. Okay, the pause. Why was I not invited to this? I can use it. Young, king, young Kings, Young Kings. It's for boys. Where's Young Queens at? I want to play we're video games. Actually, actually, we're working on that as we speak to get that off the ground by next month. Okay, let me know. I'll tune in virtually. Okay. <laughs> okay. Actually, you can't be a young queen. You're past that age. You're 21. That's that's that's, that's past that age. I'm not 21 yet. Yeah. Well, actually, it stops at 18. Uh, you're just making up the rules as you go. No, I'm not. I actually have bylaws and everything. We have everything that the mm-hmm. parents have to sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, what we have to do, uh, what we're doing with those with those young young boys and young men is really influencing them, giving them a pathway to speak and really opening up. We've had people that share stuff about getting bullied at school, stuff mm-hmm. that happened in their families, um, behavior problems that we deal with that the parent, single parent, most time as moms, having a problem dealing with, we step in. Something happened at the school, we show up. We mm-hmm. show up deep too. <laughs> you know, So it's not just we talking, all right, this and that. No, we putting action behind what we say. 
we are your mentor. If you want to be a father figure, however you want to be, men and fathers have to do that. It's not just you raising your own. We got to raise a nation, and this nation got to get stronger. And if someone don't take on that mantle, it's going to be a loss of a nation, another generation. This generation right now is fearless. They don't care about respect. They don't open the doors. They will cuss a grandmother out. They 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 treat women bad. They don't care about their kids. I mean, this nothing is holy and sacred anymore. Nope, not at all. None of this has been instilled. So who's going to take up that mantle? I am. God told me I need to. That's one of my missions. That's one of my things that I need to do. And I'm not the only one. I'm with like-minded people that's doing it. I didn't start Young Kings, but I came in and I'm doing my part that I'm supposed to. And men and fathers need to do that. Hey, I'm raising mine. Let me see who else I can be. Like my home uh, with with my stepsons, who I call my sons. I don't even call them my stepsons. I just call them my sons. Um, their friends come over. I have weight sets in the backyard. I have big old screen TVs. You know how my house is set up. Mm. And they can play the games and stuff. My, we set up my dad's weight sets out there so they can lift weights. But there's rules in my house that you have to follow. No cussing. All this. Now, I ain't going to bring no women over here. All this. There's certain rules you have to follow. And it would be the utmost respect for every female in this house. Yeah. Every. Mm. And when we're out, I expect you to conduct yourself as a young king. That's why we named y'all Young Kings. Because you have to conduct yourself and act in a certain way according to a king. A king. Up under God. We call you Young Kings because God made you king. God gave you that title. Not us. God gave you that title. And as such forth and therefore you have to act accordingly. And you will be held to that standard. So that's what I think the next men, the next fathers, that's that's something that they need to learn and, and and do. And last question, what is something you have to say to this generation of women and mothers? Okay. Women and mothers. You do not have to do everything on your own. You can find mentorships to help you with your sons and your daughters. You do not have to depend on men for everything. A man is definitely needed to help raise a young man, but it don't have to be a man that you're with. You can get mentorship once again. Be careful of the men that you bring around your children especially your young boys because if they're going to influence them make sure that it's a good influence mm-hmm. don't go off looks don't go off money mm-hmm. you know those things are good and fine and dandy but what core values mm-hmm. beliefs mm-hmm. standards do you do they have to instill in your young children yeah. don't be selfish and just think about yourself think about the entire village mm-hmm. family dynamic because what you bring around them is what's going to influence them, especially if they're young. And if they aren't young and they're teenage age or older, think about the rebellion that may be in your home. If they are rebellion or if they try to come in and be their father, make sure that you're picking according to God's will. Pray about it when it comes to bringing men 
around or allow men into your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, women, I would like to give accolades to all the women who are single parents and are doing the best that they can. It's okay to, I ain't going to say necessarily fall short. It's okay to not be perfect in raising your kids because you are a single parent that has a lot on your shoulders. Feed them, bathe them, house them, homework. Uh, Got to go to work. Got to keep the house clean. Got to take care of the yard. Got to take care of the car. All that grocery shop. That's a lot on your shoulders as young women and mothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot on your shoulders when men objectify you mm-hmm. and look at you as a piece of meat. Versus understanding your qualities, your skill set, your mentality, and what you bring, and that you are Oshun. Oshun means Mother Earth. You are the person who brings life. You have to understand that you are God's child, and mm-hmm. God is going to take care of you, trusting Him more. You don't have to do everything yourself. Go to the Lord. And be specific in your prayer when you ask him for things. And for the men and women, fathers and mothers, don't forget, give God the praise for everything that happens in your life. Everything. Waking up, breathing, batting your eye, being able to speak, being able to hear, to see, to taste, to touch been able to have a roof over your head to eat, to go to work give God his justice for he made the ultimate sacrifice by giving his only begotten son for our sins so that he can look through Jesus eyes and see you and welcome you into his kingdom for we have been washed of all our sins because of his death, his sacrifice on that cross give God the glory and the love that he is doing. That's all I got. Well, pioneers and beautiful people, with that, that concludes this episode. Be sure to tune in for the next episode. Like, follow, share. Go to the website. Go to the Patreon. And if you were blessed by this, share this episode with someone. And with that, we say bye, pioneers. Bye, beautiful people. Bye-bye.